What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jesse Rivera Likes to Talk. I am back this week, and our guest, or my guest, the guest, is Morgan Anderson. Everybody knows Morgan. Everybody loves Morgan. And those of you who do not know Morgan, Morgan Anderson is a Northern California comic who is also uh, one-third of the Love Horrors, and she is very funny, very creative, very good friend of mine. She came over this morning. We had some coffee, and we had a lovely conversation. Love talking to Morgan because she's just so outgoing, courageous, fearless. Fearless is a word that really describes Morgan to me, and when she talks about like just the adventures that she's been on, the adventures she's looking forward to getting into next, I'm just like, fuck, I wish I was that courageous. I wish I was that fearless. But, you know, we all approach this life from a different angle, a different perspective, and I can only sit here and cheer my friends on and applaud them, and I just got to take my own journey, right? Like, I live vicariously through uh, Morgan sometimes, and when I see the adventures that that she goes on and the the stuff that she gets herself into. So that's coming up here in about a minute. Uh, Let me see what else is going on. Later on uh, this week, I will be recording top Halloween movies. And this one's going to be fun because I just left the topic very broad. I just said Halloween movies. So is it going to be scary movies? Is it going to be movies that you watch? Is it going to be movies about Halloween? I let... uh, the, the participants uh, d- decide that on their own. I just said Halloween movies, whatever you guys bring, there's no wrong answers. Really looking forward to this crew. This is going to be uh, Lindy West, Jessica Della Garza, and Nicole Eichenberg. We're recording that Tuesday night, and hopefully I will get that up and out to you guys by Thursday of next week. And it's starting to get chilly, folks. It's winter here in California. These California winters are brutal. So I'm getting ready for winter. I love the winter months. The only thing that I don't like about winter is like I hate that it gets dark earlier. You know what I'm saying? But uh, one of the things I really, really used to hate about winter is when like I would leave the house and it was dark and I would get to work and then I would come home from work and it was dark already. But now that I work from home, I don't have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? So... Looking forward to these chillier winter months. Baseball is still going. Dodgers hanging in there. Giants, God, I wish that it hadn't have ended on such a controversial call. But, hey, man, that's baseball. That's life. What are you going to do? Anyway, I'll stop rambling. Please enjoy episode number, is this 110, 111, episode 112? I have no idea. Please enjoy my talk with Morgan Anderson. Bye. going on is it work this is it's morgan anderson how the hell are you i'm pretty good man how are you it's been a little bit it's been a little bit right uh we did this once before but we did it over zoom and it was it was it was cool but it wasn't the same you know what i'm saying yeah no because i had to be in my own house still (laughs) (laughs) but you decorated like your background was the nicest zoom that i had did that i did during the pandemic You, you had the plants it looked, it looked very, it looked, it, it really reminded me of, uh, 
Oh, uh, what's it between two ferns? Um, <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> How could I forget that name of all? That names? was a little bit of my. Well, I just love plants. Um, that's the only thing I can't kill my relationship with. <laughs> Do you? Are you really good with plants? Where like you could you could keep a difficult plant alive, or you've you've gotten smart enough that you know which plants are hard to kill. I like the tropical plants, and a lot of tropical plants are totally fine. Plus, they like a lot of water, and I'm a total codependent plant owner, so I'm always fucking so watering them. So, you're hovering your helicopter parenting? Yeah, and, like, the jungle plants are like, give me all the water, and I'll, like, spray them with my little, like, uh, water spray, and... Like, I've sure. gotten way better about it, because I just, like, used to drown those motherfuckers, and now... Now I'm a little bit better and I'll only water like once a week, but... Okay. I'm trying to get better with plants. Um, see, that plant is dying. Um, I heard that plant only needs to be watered like once a month. The snake thing? Yeah, the one in the corner. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then any succulents are always the easiest. And then succulents are like, you can't kill a succulent. No. So, um, especially if you forget to water them, yeah. But if you're like me, I could probably kill a succulent, but I kind of want that codependent type plant relationship yeah. because I want to be able to, like, see, I got my water right there. Like, I want to, like, like every morning, like, hover over them and talk to them, but yeah. some of them don't want to be. Uh-uh. Uh, you can do over. like a water, like a get a spray bottle and fill it with water and then just spray the leaves every day, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing that, so I got plus my spray that bottle keeps right dust there. away too. Yeah. And you gotta dust plants. That's another thing. What? You gotta dust them? Yeah, because in order to photosynthesize, like the leaves have to be able to absorb sunlight. And if there's so much, there's too much dust covering it, they're not absorbing as much sunlight. So I wipe the leaves down. Not every week, though. Like maybe every couple weeks. Because, like, fuck, I have some ferns and I'm like, those are so many leaves. <laughs> I can't. That's like 20 minutes of my life. Except yeah, that's a lot. With a damp paper towel. And you got how often do you got to do that? Like I don't once know, a week? Every, no, once every few weeks when I notice there's like dust and stuff on it. All right. You're, I was going to say your cleaning person doesn't do that. I f- Sorry. No. <laughs> I thought that she, they would. Yeah. But I, like every time I come back home, like I have to leave my house because I don't have a job in order for the cleaning people to come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I come I back. I feel that. And there's, like, stuff that's not dusted. I'm like, are you guys just, like, vacuuming and moving stuff so it looks nice? Maybe they focus on one particular room every time. Yeah, definitely not my bedroom or any of my plants. Or the plants. Yeah. Mm. Welcome to Plant Talk with Morgan <laughs> Anderson. Man. How you, how you been? You've been super busy. Yeah. Do you love it? Or I, is it overwhelming at times? Um, I love being on the road. That was... I wish I could just keep doing that. That was so fun for me, being able to, like, drive through Redding and Oregon and then into Washington. I did Tacoma Comedy Club and Spokane Comedy Club. That was awesome. It was so fun. You were gone for, like, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, you were gone forever. I know. I was only supposed to be gone for five days. And then I was in Portland dropping um, Michael Harrison, which was a comic I was um, featuring an opening for in Oregon. I dropped, I had to drop him off at the airport in Portland, and a friend of mine in Tacoma, um, who's who books for Tacoma Comedy Club, sent me a message and was like, "Hey, can you host this weekend for Nimesh Patel?" And I was like, 
Portland, yeah. Portland is only two and a half hours away from Tacoma. I was already there, and I contacted my other friend, Andrew Rivers, who lives in Tacoma and is a comic, and he was on tour, and so I just, he let me stay at his house for that whole week, and so I got to do amazing shows, meet Nimesh Patel and Sahib Singh, who are, they're both hilarious comics. Uh, Nimesh is out of New York, Brooklyn, and then Sahib is out of um, Baltimore. Okay. Both of them are hilarious. That's awesome. It was such a great experience. And just being able to drive by myself. Yeah, that sounds like a beautiful drive. I loved it. People, I think a lot of people don't like the driving, but I love it. And you don't mind driving by yourself? No, I prefer that. Really? I mean, not all the time. Like, I like taking friends, like... If I go and do a show out of town, it's fun to bring a friend. If they get me a hotel or something, I'll bring a friend and, like, we'll hang out. But Mm -hmm. if I'm just on the road for multiple days, I am, I thrive by myself. Okay. Like, I can talk to myself. I come up with a bunch of jokes when I'm just in my car driving. What do you do when you come up with a joke and you're in your car driving? Do you dictate it to yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you, is that what you yeah, do? Yeah, no, I, I have the um, the voice memo thing. Okay. And I just record st- myself talking. Sometimes uh-huh. it's uh, absolutely nothing, but yeah. sometimes I can find a couple gems in there and then work on them. I don't. I, I hate listening to my voice. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> but so I I text it to myself. So I'll do the I'll use voice text, and I'll text it to myself. And then, like, when I'm, like, sitting down, getting ready to go up or do a set or whatever, I'll scroll through my text messages to myself. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Let me me try that. Let me try that. What's it like? You said, like, how much fun you had. And uh, I was talking to another comic about this. What's the come down, like, afterwards? Like, the week after? Like, do like, is it, like, your face is saying it, right? It's kind of like a bummer. It's like. Yeah. I was, like. I wanted to be home, and then I got home, and I was like, but now I have nothing uh-huh. to do. So, it yeah, it's kind of like Catch-22. Like, I was excited, but also kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about... I, I forgot who I was talking to about that, and it was like, the, the, the high you get when you're on stage, and then when you come off, and then at night, and then the next morning, especially after a great show. Like, if it's a horrible show, like, you can't wait to just go back... Yeah. On stage, but if it's a great show, like that, that come down sucks. Yeah, it's like drugs. Speaking of drugs, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I had a, a really good time at uh, the Love Horrors open mic the other night. Yeah. It was so much fun. I didn't stay for the whole thing because I'm old and I just want to get home and go to sleep. But did was it just me or like did everyone's set just seem kind of dark? Like there was some dark topics going on that night. Yeah. Um, I like that, though. Do I you? love that. I love that. Yeah. That's, like, my humor is super dark. Uh-huh. Um, so I love to see other comics coming up with, like, really dark material. It, it was great for me because um, I knew that my set was going to be, like, a little bit dark. And I was just like, man, I hope, like, it's not all fun and cheery. But then, like, boom, like, like I forgot the, or like, Buddy was, I think Buddy went up and then, you went up, and then Johnny Taylor went up, and everyone's set was... Well, Alicia is never really too dark. Alicia's always, like, fun and quirky. Yeah. But, uh, but like, Buddy's, yours, and Johnny's... She hasn't had enough trauma. <laughs> is that what it is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's too nice of a... Like, if, if I heard a dark joke come out of her mouth, I don't know 
what I would even do. Yeah, and we're talking about Alicia Davis from uh, from Love Horrors. Um, like she is so funny, but her humor is like so different from mine. Yeah. Um, and that's what's cool about comedy is because since it comes out of our own life experience, nobody is going to have the same joke. We might all have the same topic, but we might like everyone's going to have a different joke about it, which would actually be a really cool open mic theme is to have one topic and then have everyone write five minutes about that one thing. And then we can really see how different everybody's view is. Oh, that. Sounds I, like a great idea. Because I think people, like, if you talk about a topic someone else has already talked about, a lot of people are like, you stole that or something. And it's like, no, the premise may be similar, but, like, how, like, your punchline and delivery is totally different. And the whole experience of how you get there is always different. So we all have, we all work around the same topics. There's a limited supply of like experiences right. and like, like exes and like yeah breakups and exes right everyone right there's dating, like yeah. there's so many letters there's 26 letters in the like alphabet right but mm-hmm. how many combinations of those letters are there i don't know math but i know that it's a lot <laughs> right and that's kind of how i look at comedy it's like we can all talk about d but like i'm gonna like combine combine everything in a, a totally different way than somebody else so does that help you with your writing because you know you're you're bringing it from your perspective so you never because like when i first started writing like i was always like worried about like oh like um i didn't want to tell like mexican jokes because i was like that's a george lopez thing and like emily yeah. told me she's like dude george lopez isn't the only mexican like you like yeah you know so it was really hard for me at first but yeah, yeah. It is kind of strange, and I feel that same way sometimes in that, like, I'll think of something, and then I'll be like, wow, this is this is good, but I feel like someone else has already covered it. But I don't think that that's a thing. I don't uh-huh. think a topic can be can be over to- over discussed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's you're always right. a different, like, a weird viewpoint that no one's thought of, or, like, I don't know. A different experience someone's had with it. That's 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 some good insight. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, I think you guys should do that that theme for like one because like Love Horse is now going to be twice a month at Luna's, or yeah. every two weeks or something like that. It's yeah. twice a month. Like, I can only commit to doing it that one day, uh-huh. but I will be there as much as I can. Yeah. For the other day, um, November, I'm going to be in New York the, pretty much the whole month. Oh really? So, yeah. That's awesome. What? Um, you had talked about wanting to move to New York before. I know. Um, what you got some comedy dates lined up in New York? What's going on? Not in New yet. York? I'm trying. Okay. Um, but this is more of like, I do want to put, book dates there, and I will. I you will once you're there, right? Yeah, and I have some people I'm, I'm reaching out to. I've been there before. I've done shows there before, um, so I know I can do shows at like Grizzly Pear, which is a great little vent, uh, little bar and comedy spot. <clears throat> it's like right. Close to the comedy cellar, like down the street. Yep. Um, but everything in New York is like down the street. Like everything is so close. Like you could walk to fifteen different comedy clubs in an hour. Like it's. it's yeah, yeah. Great. And, yeah, and it's and it's up all hours of the night. Like it just it, it doesn't get going until late. I mean, yeah. you could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds. When you when you leave, you're gonna be gone the whole month. Yeah, I'm leaving. So I do. Um, I'm at Punchline November seventh. Okay. For um, Robert Barry put together a lineup uh, showcase, and so I will be doing that showcase, and then 
um, driving directly to the airport, and I have like a red eye flight to New York. Oh, I just dropping the mic, walking off the stage, walking right out. Yeah, that's gangster. <laughs> So I'm probably going to do the show in my airport attire, which is just like... As, well, like this. I try to go to the airport as comfortable as possible. Yeah, athleisure. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy on the leisure. Right, because I swear, <laughs> I have like so many like track suits and war, but I never go running. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely get that part. I know what you're talking about. Um, what the, the joke you were doing the other night about... Um, <laughs> Who, who the hell brought up uh, the the law about necrophilia, right? Yeah. Like, that is such a great bit. And it is such a great long bit. Like, you know, like, you got to build up. You got to build it. And it was I was really thinking a lot about, like, how, how you have to get comfortable with not, like, I feel, I, I, like, when I'm on stage sometimes, I feel like I need to have a laugh, like, every 15 to 30 seconds. Or I'm gonna lose them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like in your when you tell a story, like it seemed like you were really comfortable with like just setting up the premise and giving the dialogue and giving the background. Is that is that something you had to learn? Or are you are you are you cognizant of that when you're doing it? That like, okay, no one's laughed for about thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Yeah. Is that hard to do? Is that something that you've had to learn? <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is nobody laughs, and I'm just up there talking about fucking corpses. For but what five I'm saying minutes. is like you're you're no. you're building up to the punchline. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was that, speaking of that too while I was saying it. No, like I knew that topic is so uncomfortable for people, um, and especially my viewpoint about it—that it's completely an un- unnecessary law. Um, it's weird, and people are automatically, when I say, why is necrophilia illegal, they're like, because it's fucking gross. <laughs> and I'm like, a lot of things are fucking gross that are legal. Yeah. Like, a lot. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I just wanted to go up and see what happened. It's not even a thought-out bit altogether yet. I just kind of had a bunch of weird facts and and my story about the... The one dude who wrote the law being, like, the actual only necrophiliac. <laughs> I just thought it was, it was brilliant. And I was like, she's, like, so comfortable talking about, like, this crazy subject. And, yeah, there was, like, you know, 30, 45 seconds where there was no laughs. But it's, like, because you were building the story yeah. is what I'm saying. And as like, that's, as a comic, that's got to be so hard to, like, just give it a minute and a half or even two minutes to to build up a punchline. Yeah. I think that's part of, like, <clears throat> just getting more comfortable on stage. Like, that was not really that comfortable for me. But I want to be able to not have to have, like, not have to feel like you need to laugh every seven seconds, like they say. Like, because I don't think that's really true. Yeah, I don't think it is either. And I think, so, like, it's, like, very, it was like, who is they? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And there's a lot of storytelling comics. Like, Tom Segura doesn't get laughs every seven seconds. Mm-hmm. He builds. And his, like, weaving of stories are is so great. Yeah. So, he's someone I, like, definitely look up to in terms of his comedic style. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I was, I was really interested uh, to get your take on that. 
uh, of just building up the building up the the punchline and and setting the premise. So tonight, you got <laughs> you got your first roast battle. I know. Were you were you ner- so were you nervous about it? Were you anxious about it? Yeah, I'm still nervous about it. Um, I'm more scared. I just don't want to be like too mean. Uh huh. And I also don't want to get my feelings hurt. Because, like, I do comedy so people will like me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, like, I do, I don't know. I feel like all, not all comics, but a lot of us are, like, super insecure and unsure of ourselves as people. Speaking for myself, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Like, and so I think this is a good way for me to learn how to, like, be okay with, like, people making fun of me. Right, because uh-huh. I grew up being made fun of. Okay. <laughs> right, and the only way that like that stopped was that I started being the funnier person. Mm-hmm. So did you reach out to uh, Josh to do it, or did Josh reach out to you? How did how did you get on it? I can't really remember. I think Josh and I had a conversation, and then him and I were gonna battle. Okay. Um, and then that didn't happen. Which is fine because he's really good and I didn't want that to be my first one. Yeah, it's kind of vicious. But yeah, then he asked me to do Punchline um, and I said yes. And then after I said yes, I was like, why did you say yes? You don't want to do it. But I do. I do want to do it. I'm just scared. And like the reason why I started comedy so late was because I was too scared too earlier. And so I think it's important for me to like face those like fears and so what if I lose so what if I don't get a laugh like those moments are the ones that push me to be better Mm -hmm. people laughing for 10 minutes doesn't make me a better comic people being silent makes me a better comic that's heavy (laughs) that's heavy were you uh nervous about okay so just to to give uh, some background on it you were set to battle against Dylan Collins, mm-hmm. and then he had a family emergency. We hope everything's okay with Dylan. Yeah. We all like the kid. Um, and then they changed your, your opponent from Dylan to Andre Dawson. Yeah. Now, both of these cats are like kind of like loud, aggressive, outspoken. Like They don't give a shit. Like They'll say what's on their mind. Were you like, oh, fuck, it's Dylan? Like Were you like hoping it was somebody like, I don't know, like that you knew a little bit better? Or what, what was that like? Yeah, because if you don't know the person very well, you're kind of only roasting based on, like, surfacey things. Uh-huh. But, again, the audience doesn't know either of you. Oh, so too, true, So right? it, it would be hard if I did know a ton to be able to do a setup and then the joke, too. It would be too long. But, um... Yeah, I know. I I know. I know Andre better. So. Uh huh. So. I've been writing this morning. I have a few. So we'll see what happens. Are you gonna come? No, I'm doing a show out in Rancho. That's with, right. Uh, You're with, at Sweet Nine. With Danny, uh, Danny D show. and uh, yeah. uh, Gabriel Alexander and uh, Sarah. I always want to say Sarah Katz, but it's Sarah <laughs> Sarah Dutcher. But I always yeah, want to say Sarah Liz, Katz. Liz is on it. Uh, and Liz, Liz yeah, yeah, I freaking love Liz. Me too. Yeah, you guys are like best friends. Yeah. Kind of? Sort yeah. of? Is she going to miss you? I don't know when I'm leaving, but... Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll come visit me. You think so? I don't know. Are you going to be gone that long? Oh, is this it? You're leaving? Oh, no. When I move there, uh-huh. they better fucking visit me. Okay, yeah. Because you still want to relocate there. 
I think so. I'm gonna see this. Like I'm going out for uh, three weeks and uh-huh. um, sleeping on couches. I guess I might get an Airbnb because I, I don't know about just like trying to sleep at my friends' houses. Yeah, it gets old after a while. Yeah, it's a lot. I want like a home base. So. Yeah. We'll see. I might just, like, stay in a hotel that's, like, central, like, maybe by Central Park or something, because then everything else is near it. So, yeah, Central yeah. Park. Yeah. It's like a fact-finding mission. Like, see if I can hack it. See if I like it. Because uh-huh. if I can st- spend three weeks there in November, that's, like, almost, like, winter, so. I was going to say, because the winters get pretty brutal there. I mean, we are Californians. I know. I and, know. Uh, if it drops below 70, I'm, I'm like, freezing. where's my jacket? <laughs> Jackets. Jackets yeah. and scarves. Yeah. We'll see. When, I mean, I don't know. When you visited there before, what time of year was it? Um, I've been there in July. I was at there in July for the 4th of July. Um, humid as fuck. I love humidity. I hate it. I know. So Most people hate it. I love it. My skin looks great. It's like you're inhaling warm water. Yeah. It's so rough. I just lo- I love it. I don't. I'm I'm a weird person. Like the same reason I love Louisiana. I fucking love Louisiana. New Orleans is one of my favorite t- cities. Uh huh. Um, one of my best friends lives there, so I go there all the time. Okay. And visit. Um, yeah, I love humidity. I'm probably one out of. You're the first. Yeah. Person that I've zero ever, people that you're like it. You're the first it. person I've ever heard say that you fucking love humidity. Um. What's going on with the... Uh, so, you're one of the three members of the Love Horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably most recently, you guys are famous for uh, uh, the... the uh, oh, I can't remember the name, but the, the film you guys did for the oh. Sacramento Comedy Spot short film festival. Wheel, Wheels of Justice. Wheels of Justice, which was unjustly did not win first place. Um, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. I'll say it. I thought you guys had definitely the best film. Of the festival. Um, it could have been shorter. Well, I had a hard time editing it. That's the hard... That's the thing when you are part of, like, a small crew like that. And you... You're both acting, filming, editing, and writing. You have such a hard time cutting it. Because every part of that you put a little bit of yourself into. So it's all your baby. That's why, like, when I was an editor, I wasn't really on set to film anything. Because then it was easier for me to cut parts, like cut the fat. Oh, yeah. Um, so I know that it should have probably been shorter. Okay. Um, but I, I loved so many pieces and then I had a, such a hard time saying bye. So it would have probably been better if I had maybe had someone else edit it. That the, <laughs> the, the scene with Buddy getting run over, I watched that. <laughs> I could watch that over and That's over my favorite and over part. again. It was so um, fun to do effects again. How did you do that? Did you just film it in super, super slow motion and then speed it up? No. No, no? so that's all after effects. So that's an effect. Um, oh, okay. I filmed, what I did was I filmed, I put the camera in at one location on the street. I filmed the car going by super fast. And then I filmed Buddy standing there oh, with his arms up. Okay. And then in post, I cut Buddy's body out of the frame and then overlaid it on the um, frames of the car going through and then morphed his body so it looked like he got hit and dragged. Self-taught? Y- yeah, I used to do effects for... Um, um, a film production company in San Francisco. Okay. And we did a lot of sci-fi um, stuff and then graphics for 
like the game developer conference and all sorts of like tech conferences around the Bay Area. Yeah, the beginning of Wheels of Justice was super awesome too. I didn't do that. Okay, but even that was awesome. Who did that? Chris. Okay, that was super awesome. Yeah, he did a really good job. Yeah, um, and then the the closing shot of Buddy, like like it it, it fades out and you just hear Buddy crying. Mm-hmm. Fucking kept me up for nights. Like, I would just hear buddies <laughs> crying coming from my closet. I know, that was good. That wasn't even Buddy in the chair either. Oh, uh, was it? No, because... You're just dropping all the secrets. Great. That's <laughs> I okay. I love it. Yeah, so it's good. Like, I just... I put... Because Chris is bald. Um, okay. So, I and we shaved Buddy's head in the mm-hmm. film. Yeah. But we didn't in real life, obviously. And I didn't want to yeah. put a bald cap on Buddy because it would have... I'm just fucking wrong. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> have looked good. I love fucking with Buddy, yeah. So, Chris was bald. I just put Chris in Buddy's clothes and had him, like, like sit on the chair. Such and simple... You can't, you can't tell, but... So, you, so yeah. like, like the, 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 the video effects you're using are so simple and so advanced. Like, you would think... Because isn't it hard? <clears throat> Do you ever get caught up in the hole that, like, oh, it's got to be, like, I need to use this effect, I need to use this program, and then you forget, oh, wait... There's a much simpler way of doing this. No, I, like when I when I started, like I've been making movies since I was four years old, and I used to do little claymations when I was little. Okay. And I've learned like really simple tricks because I didn't have all of the fancy equipment or anything. So I learned simple ways to look like an effect was happening without mm-hmm. the effect happening. And so now I'll look and say I could do this effect or I could do this cheat way of doing it. What takes less time? Is that what it comes down to? Yeah. What takes less time? Yeah. What's easiest? Uh-huh. The car hit was easiest to do in After Effects. Really? Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think of doing it that way that I said it? Of like just shooting it in slow motion? Yeah, and but then it speeding would, up the... You would, you would definitely be able to tell. Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm not a film director. Yeah, it would have... I don't think... I mean, we could have done that, but... Yeah, there's there's also a risk of someone getting hurt too. But it's Buddy. <laughs> but I love Buddy. I don't want to hurt him. Do you enjoy photography as much as you enjoy video? Is it does it ha- no? Oh, that was a quick no. Not anymore. Not anymore. No. Like I liked I I like studio photography. I like like making an image in a like a, a studio and um and on film. Uh huh. Um, I have a digital camera. Digital is not the same for me. Some people love it. I don't at all. Um, there's something about being in a dark room that was so magical, and now that I don't have that, I'm not really that interested in it. Okay. What's What's next for Love Horrors? Are you guys still plugging away? Are you guys laying low? What's Yeah, we did a, f- a few videos a couple weeks ago before I left um, for Oregon. <clears throat> and then we're meeting tomorrow, so hopefully we'll come up with some more videos, mm-hmm. ideas. But, yeah, everyone's getting kind of busy. I'm getting a lot of, like, gigs, and um, Alicia's super busy, and I'm super busy. So That's good. It is good. I wish we all, I wish there was, like, endless amounts of time to be able to do all the things. And I wish we were all more organized but like who's the who's the who who holds it together is it alicia no i think we all do like oh, all of do? us are tra- yeah i don't think any one of us is better at like 
uh, like corralling the troops. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. Always wondered that. But you guys you guys have done a lot of great things in a short amount of time. So um, I, I hope you guys keep plugging away at that. Um, so you got the roast battle tonight. You loved Oregon. Um, I wanted to talk about photography because, um, man, that picture you took of Nicole Annette was just, like, gorgeous. Yeah, I did remember that? Sarah's, too. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um... <clears throat> Are you ready for five easy questions? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you nervous about them? Maybe. Maybe? Every time someone says something's easy, I instantly, like, my traumatic upbringing, I'm like, you're fucking lying to me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I don't trust anything. <laughs> you don't. You don't. Um, okay. So, real... Okay. So, this is just a, a segment that I added to the podcast because I wanted everyone to kind of have, like some idea of what was coming like just you know that for sure this is going to come up yeah. you know um so here we go man morgan anderson five easy questions and i did kind of steal this from the gag on this podcast because they end it That's with okay. inside the comic studio and uh one of them called me out on it the other day and i didn't deny it so um morgan anderson what are you afraid of commitment <laughs> Death. Are you still afraid of death? Oh my god, forever. Really? Oh yeah, cause okay, look, there's no option that that is attractive to me, right? Like if there's a heaven, then I have to fucking hang out there for eternity. That's so long to be around. <laughs> yeah. Eighty years is long enough, and uh-huh. like that sounds awful. Hell sounds terrible. I don't know what it would be. For me, maybe just like a fucking corporate picnic where we have to do icebreakers until the end of fucking time. Oh, and God. <laughs> right? That, that's like my version of fucking hell. Oh. Like, think of your name and then think of an adjective that begins with the first letter of your name that describes you as a person. That will put me into an existential crisis faster than anything. Yeah, yeah. Because I've played that game a thousand times, and you know what letter always, the, what word always pops up? Jumbo. Just always <laughs> pops up into my head, and I'm like, how can I not say it? They're thinking it. I'm thinking it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. it's the worst. So that would probably be my hell. That's awful. Um, and then, like, thinking about dying and then just nothing? Like, what, I... I used to have, like, bad panic attacks when I was a super little kid. But they were misdiagnosed as asthma because no one, you know, a five-year-old that has panic attacks, that's weird. Right. But I know that I used to go and just start thinking about what it would be like to die and to not be there. I try to, like, think about not being. And that would, like, spin me out at, like, five years old. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's always been, like, my biggest fear of that, like, unknown whatever. What do you think made you afraid of dying when you were five years old? Did, like, somebody, like, a grandma or something die or, like, a plant or a dog? I don't really even know. Like, my... Yeah, I guess my grandpa... One of my grandfathers died when I was super young. And my grandma died. And then... Oh, yeah, I've been, like, dealing... Like, people have been dying... I mean, of course, people have been dying my whole life, but, like, my my grandpa died when I was super young, and I thought I killed him. Oh, my gosh. What? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
they the two instances I don't even know where in time that they both like between the thing that I did and the him dying I don't know how like the time span in between because I was like three and had no concept of time uh-huh. but we, him and I used to play this game and he'd have this lazy boy recliner and he was super fucking old and so I he we would play this game where I'd like smash the lazy boy back like that lever yeah, yeah, yeah. and he would just go flying back on his back and then he'd push it back up and then I'd just slam it and then one time the whole thing fucking broke and I slammed it back and he fell out of the chair completely uh-huh. and everyone freaked out. <laughs> and so then he died and I was like, oh my God, I killed him. So he died shortly thereafter. Not I don't even know. Of complications from? Of complications. to la- We should sue Lazy Boy, to be honest. Oh, make it Lazy Boy's fault. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> designed to be used that way. Just whipping back the lever and he just goes like somersaults back out of this chair. (laughs) Like the back falls off. This old 80 year old man just like does a gymnastic move onto the ground. (laughs) Death and and commitment just can't. You're also. Death is a commitment. Well that's the last commitment right? (laughs) That's the biggest commitment you're ever gonna make yeah yeah you gotta be you gotta be willing to stick it out yeah all right i got dark all right i know all right (laughs) morgan anderson who or what inspires you this might sound a little like vain nah but um we're comics. We go up and talk about ourselves. I think that what inspires me is my future self. Yes. Like, I've come from some really dark places, and I've hit such dark bottoms that what inspires me is the woman that I want to be. And, like, I think about who I want to be, and then uh-huh. I go for that. And do you already have an idea of who that woman is? Like you, Like, you've already, like, conceptualized it, so, like you know that you kind of have an idea of what you're chasing or are you still putting that that person together? I mean, I'm still working on, like, being able to, like, like and love myself. Uh-huh. So I think it's, it's a... It's kind of, like, just a puzzle that I'm still trying to put together. Right. But um, I know that I want to be, like, happy and fulfilled and... Um, in comedy and in life in every choice that I make I try to think about is this going to make my future self proud or not that's great granted I haven't been doing that all the time and I've made some like slips back and now I'm trying to move forward again it's like yeah life's not easy no. But we're all just doing our best. And I try to keep that in mind for myself and, like, other people. So. Okay. I feel I feel that. I, li- I like that answer a lot, Morgan. I really like that answer. Um, now, this next one, I know when we when we say binging, we're, we're always talking about, like, Netflix and stuff like that. But when I say binging, I'm just like, it could be. An, an artist, it could be a musician, it could be Netflix, it could be a podcast, right? What are you binging right now? Music. What kind? All kinds. Like, I've been, I'm late to the party, but <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't. <laughs> Chromio. You're Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> yeah, Chromio is like, I didn't know. It came up on like my Apple Music one day, and I was like, who the fuck is this? And so yeah. I've been binging on that, and then The Church. I fucking love The Church. Me too, and I just forgot about them, and then I've been binging. Like the 80s band, The Church? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've been listening to them kind of nonstop. Such good, like, post-punk, whatever. Well, they call um, it shoegaze. Oh. Because it's, like, kind of dreamy, and, yeah. the, and the guitar player is staring at his pedals looking at his shoes. Oh, I like that. It's called shoegaze. Yeah, I what, like that. What else have you been, man? Um, Echo and the Bunnymen. I love Echo and the Bunnymen. I was just gonna say that. Were you? Yeah, because they did the whole soundtrack pretty much for Donnie Darko, right? You're right. You're yeah. right. Yes. I yeah, because that's it. how they 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 kind of did the, a little bit of a comeback. I had never listened to Echo and the Bunnymen, and I I found a church record at the Goodwill, and I bought it, and I was like, fuck, I love this song. And then I started, like, kind of inspecting that genre more. Yeah. And then, like, Echo and the Bunnymen kept kept coming up. And um, uh, last summer I went to Amoeba and I found a Echo and the Bunnymen anthology on CD. And I played the fuck out of it. And now I can't get enough Echo and the Bunnymen. Yeah. Now, I, I just was thinking of that really, the song that they covered. And now I can't think of it. It's in People Donnie Strange. Dar- yes. Thank yeah. you. Oh, such a good cover of my... One of my favorite door songs. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's on the uh, Lost Boys soundtrack. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it wasn't It wasn't in Donnie Darko? It was in Donnie Darko okay. also. Okay, I was yeah. like, damn, am I yeah. remembering that right? But no, but it, 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 they first covered it, um, and the, I don't know if it was like one of those things where like they covered it and then they put it on the soundtrack, or if they covered it just for the soundtrack. I don't know, but yeah, it definitely was in Donnie Darko. Yeah. That's a good movie. I That's a crazy movie. Is was, that movie kind of like inspiring as far as like uh, like uh, video imagery and stuff like that? Like I was obsessed with it in high school. Uh huh. And that's when I started like making more films because I, I I never put friends in anything. I was always like by myself doing claymations and like weird stop motion with my Barbies and stuff because <laughs> uh, I didn't have a lot of friends. But <laughs> in high school, um, I kind of did. And so I would, like, make, anytime school had a project that could possibly be a video, I would do it. And then my fr- I would have my friends also pick videos because mm-hmm. then I would make their videos. So I did, like, like, so many videos in high school that are now, looking back, are not great. But I tried really hard, and it was, like, just my little passion. I loved it. But like you said earlier, like, all of the stuff that you do that's not great, it, like... It, it helps you become better. Yes. That's, those are the things that make you better, you know, like the failures, not yeah, the successes. Definitely. Definitely. I've failed a bunch, believe me. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Music, man, that's, that's some great music. Um, what have you been meaning to get to? <laughs> Cleaning my house. <laughs> Organizing myself. Getting a job. <laughs> Since I've met you, you've been looking for a job. Like, you've had like, I, like, one or two. I, always say that. Yeah, like, I worked in tech for a while, and then last July, I got laid off, and then I was like, eh, I'm just gonna take time, because uh, my mom died in 2018, and I took no time off of work. Uh-huh. Uh, I had three days off, which I used to clean out her house, 
which Ugh. took way longer than three days. But uh-huh. yeah, I didn't take any time off. And then fin- in July of 2019, like almost to the day of her, the anniversary of her death. Or wait, was it 20? 20- no, it was 2020. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got laid off. And I was like, this is... And I was going to search for a new job immediately. But I was like, you know what? I've been doing comedy and being pretty okay, successful in the pandemic. Let me just take time off to kind of do what I want. I had money from selling my mom's house. I could afford to to not work mm-hmm. and put a lot more time and effort into comedy. And so I did that and I traveled the United States. I didn't do a lot of comedy. I kind of went to all the national parks and because um, yeah. my mom was super into nature and I got to visit the places that she loved. Like, I got to go to Montana and see Montana in the winter. Mm -hmm. I saw more bald eagles than I've ever seen in my fucking life in one day. (laughs) So when you were doing that, were you you hearing your mom talk about these places? Yeah. Like, I went to New Mexico, and, like, I... She loved the Southwest, and I kind of was like, why? It's a fucking desert. There's nothing out there. And then I fucking was in New Mexico, and I saw one sunset, and I was like, okay. Like, I (laughs) get it. It's the most beautiful place that uh-huh. I've ever seen. And like, I'm so grateful that I got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it sucks I didn't get to do some of that with her. But I know that when I was little, she took me to a lot of the places, and I just don't remember. Uh-huh. But, like, I I get to kind of see see the things that she thought were beautiful. Yeah. And that's... Did it help you understand her more? Yeah, she's a complicated person. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, we had a complicated relationship, but at the end it was pretty good. I could say the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's like important. Like the last 10 years of her life, we got close. So like she wasn't a good mom to a kid, but she was a great mom to an adult. She was a great friend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's beautiful, Morgan. That's awesome. Um, we kind of went off topic, but that was that was great. Thanks for yeah, sharing sorry. that. No, thanks for sharing that. We both um, have dead moms, so. Yeah, you know, I want to I want to bring it up because when my mom passed away, um, it, it's a trip. Like the the people that reach because like everyone likes or comments and says these things, but it was a trip. The people who texted, DM'd, or just called, and you called me on a Sunday mid morning, and you were like, "Hey." Are you okay? And I was like, I mean, I'm where I think I should be. And you're like, okay. And you gave me this, you gave me this pep talk. Like you didn't give me like a sympathy, like, oh, you poor thing. You're like, it's going to be okay. You're going to go through this. You're going to go through this, blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And then at the end, you're like, all right, welcome to the dead mom club. (laughs) It sucks here. And it was exactly what I needed to hear from exactly the right person at exactly the right time. And, and thank you for that, man. Oh, um, well, that's good. Okay. Last question. What are you excited about? I'm excited about, like, what's coming. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm just starting to gain traction in comedy. And I'm really going for it. And I'm going to New York without a plan, which is not something that's comfortable for me, right? Like, I don't have a job. I don't have a plan. I'm just going to fucking go. And that's 
again, something I learned from my mom dying. And that's why I started comedy was my mom died. And I was like, what am I afraid of? Like comedy is what I wanted to do my entire fucking life. I'm just going to die. And it's not going to matter how many times I get on stage and bomb. Nobody's going to give a shit. So just do the thing. And so that's kind of how I try to live now is like, just do the fucking thing. Who cares? If you fail, that's just a fail and you can try again. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to, to to face every fucking thing that scares me and do that thing. I'm excited with you, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Morgan, thank you for coming over this morning and sharing all this shit with me. And thanks for being such a great friend uh, this whole... T- I feel like I've known you like a long time, but real, I think I've known you like eighteen months. Yeah. We did a show together right. We were on a we we did a show together right before the lockdown, and that was the first time I met you. Yeah, uh, the punchline. Yeah, show. Yeah, we did the punchline show on like um, I think it was like on March eleventh, and then the lockdown happened like March seventeenth, and then that was it. No, it was the next day. It was the next day. Yeah, like I remember yeah. waking up. On March 12th and being like, oh, shit, everything's shutting down. I thought it was fake. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember being in the green room and Johnny Taylor talking about COVID. And I was like, whatever. It's just another thing that the news is blowing out of proportion because I don't trust anybody, right? Yeah. So then I just looked like an asshole when it was real. (laughs) But, like, I'm just so used to the news being like, everything outside can kill you. Find out what it is at 10. Yeah, Yeah, but we're not going to tell you now. Yeah, no, we're going to wait until everyone's... Pretty much got the thing and dying. Well, we're going to wait until after this word from our sponsors. Yeah. From our sponsors at (laughs) Pfizer. Right? (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great talk. I had. Yeah, this was great. This was like, this was, this is like, I'd pay the therapist a lot more for for lesser talks. (laughs) Thanks, Morgan. Thank you. Thank you.